You're listening to Around the King's Table, a podcast of the Mount Church in Clemson, South Carolina, with Pastor George Marshall and Pastor Brian Mann. Pull up a chair and listen in as they seek to serve up biblical dialogue for building disciples of Jesus. Welcome to another episode of Around the King's Table. Today we are going to be resuming look at the book in 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse 1. I'm Brian. I'm George. And I'm going to start reading to us from 1 Timothy chapter 6, beginning in verse verse 1. Here we go. Here we go. You should start. All right. Let all who are under a yoke as slaves regard their own masters as worthy of all honor so that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled. Mm. Yeah, we just both went, mm, at the same time. We did. Yeah, that was a spiritual yummy, as Corey Jenkins would. (laughs) Those those who have believing masters must not be disrespectful on the ground that they are brothers. Mm. Mm -hmm. Rather, they must serve all the better, since those who benefit by their good service are believers and beloved. Teach and urge these things. If anyone teaches a different doctrine and does not agree with the sound words of our Lord Jesus Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words which produce envy, dissension, slander, evil suspicions, and constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth, imagining that godliness is a means of gain. And we'll pause there. That's First Timothy chapter 6, verses 1 through 5. And so we'll just, uh, we'll pick it back up uh, here. Uh, George, uh, what do you see kicking off uh, verse one there? Verse one. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, this is very similar to, you know, Paul and other letters. Basically, you know, the, the, the place you find yourself um, is the place he wants them to stay mm-hmm. um, hmm. if they can. Um, now he actually, he actually does, I, yeah, he, he actually does modify that in the, in the, in the sense of slaves. He says, if you can get your freedom, yeah. then take advantage of that. Yeah. But because you're married or because you are in a particular profession or because you're in a particular social strata, you're not to seek some other thing where it'll just be better right. there. He says, use whatever Christ has put you in, whatever God has providence, providence. Yes be a Christian in that environment. Mm -hmm. Um, And so he starts right in here with that, even with, so he's done, you know, women and elders and all of that. Now he gets to, you know, hey, even if you're a servant, you're not, you know, that doesn't excuse you from being both humble and for serving Christ fully. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, important, important there as we, as we pick this uh, letter back up, uh, as you, as you're mentioning, he, he really is dealing with, um, typically called the household instructions. Right. He doesn't mean instructions for the nuclear family necessarily. Right. He means instructions for how to relate to one another within the household, the household of, God. of God. Right. Mm-hmm. And so he has he has dealt with elders, he's helped, he he's uh, dealt with deacons, uh, he has dealt with uh, how we are to interact with true widows and mm-hmm. uh, and others who are not. And now he comes to um, 
household mm-hmm. uh, servants or, or bond servants, slaves. Right. And so again... Um, and we come into it knowing that, I mean, we have, you know, some, you know, just being Americans, we have some history here where mm-hmm. it's very hard sometimes to read texts right. and put them yeah. in their cultural context, mm-hmm. um, not read our own cultural context into them. Um, it's just going to be difficult. So we have to be careful. We have to be mm-hmm. cautious as we read. Yeah. And he's going into in the direction as well of gospel doctrine. That's where he's going. In the verses right. that we read, he's returning to something that he left, sort of godliness, except that it is permeating right. elders, deacons, widows. It's permeating everything. So how how are we seeing as we come back to it now? How are we seeing the gospel change? How say a slave regards their master or a master right. the servant or how, how are we seeing they, that change here relative to what we would expect in the world? Right. So one, it's a lens for people to see the gospel. So mm-hmm. in the, these relationships, even if they're not the relationships we might want, mm-hmm. they are relationships where people can see yeah. uh, the gospel playing out. Mm-hmm. Um, and and. and all reality most of us have uh, while, while we think of our, ourselves working for whatever company or whatever agency we work for very differently we think we have a lot more freedom a lot of these people were going home at night. i mean they, they were they, they were living underneath you know they were dependent on somebody else for their you know funds or daily bread kind of thing but ultimately they just like us have to work well yeah and how we work, how we interact with our coworkers, yeah. how we, whether we're, you know, it's all about me, whether we're pushing back and not accepting authority, all yeah. these things reflect on what we say about the gospel, what mm-hmm. we say about Christ and what it's doing to us mm-hmm. and in us. So, yeah, super tough, even cross-bearing uh, ask here in verse one mm-hmm. for bond servants. Yep. Particularly if they're they are ill treated, correct. Because he's not dealing yet until verse two with believing masters. Right. He's talking about believing slaves, uh-huh. and he says, "Regard your own masters as worthy of all honor." Right. So that, and this is where what we're talking about in terms of doctrine, uh-huh. coloring. The display of our lives, right? So that the name of God and the teaching may not be reviled, right? So it is the 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 slave in the house wants their master to believe the gospel, right? (laughs) So so even if they're ill treated, instead of becoming embittered, they're going to consider them worthy Mm -hmm. of all honor. On the basis of what Christ has done for a sinner right. like them. Even if they're not going to believe the gospel, he yeah. wants them not to right. be like, you're a terrible worker yeah. because you say you're a Christian. Mm-hmm. Then not even mm-hmm. the negative reflection on it. He doesn't want yeah. these masters talking and going, yeah. you know, we need to stop these Christians because they're yeah. messing with our word. They're messing everything up. He's like... Let them see your good character, let them see your godliness, and give them no cause to think that this is something they need to put down. Yes. A very, very, um, I mean, a different situation, but 
I remember 2012 to 2014, for about two and a half years there, I worked as a barista at Starbucks in Boston, right Mm -hmm. outside of Boston. And I remember my uh, manager, uh, when I was going through the interviewing process, uh, saw some of my credentials um, (laughs) in terms of seminary and and some of these things. And she was like, no, see here that, you know, whatever. And uh, but you need to know, you like you cannot uh, just be preaching the gospel yeah, to people. Here. You can't be proselytizing. That's right. And, and I said, no, I understand that. My my goal is to honor the Lord by working hard, by being uh, easy to manage. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's fair. <laughs> and and but I did tell her. I said, however, uh, I am a Christian, and that's not something that I can just turn, turn on and off. Right. Uh, that's not something that I can separate from me, from nor myself. Do you, nor do you really want me to. No, that's right. That's right. That's right. And so I said, you know, like, I mean, there are going to be elements uh, about me, aspects of, of me uh, that are going to be very Christian and, and, and Christ-like. And, and people are going to talk to me like I'm, I, I can't talk to them about myself or my life or what I'm doing without telling them about Jesus. Right. Uh, so, you know... Um, th- there was something of an understanding that, that we were able to strike there. And, and maybe that's an understanding that you can strike moving forward as well, whatever your job or right. whatever it is. Yeah. Now, verse two changes a little bit. Those who have believing masters mm-hmm. must not be disrespectful on the ground that they're brothers. Right. What's he get, trying to get at there? So, I mean, we might... From our standpoint, culturally, we might go, well, you know, obviously Christians, if they are masters, they should be, you know, releasing their slaves. They should not be having them. Uh, how could they even think to do that? Mm-hmm. And he's saying, no, just because they are your masters doesn't mean that the road forward here is throw off all cultural constraints right. and, you know, serve yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Yeah, I mean, it, it, it kind of throws in the face of a lot of our theology today, mm-hmm. uh, at least the world's theology. Mm-hmm. Um, we have so many things that are all about, you know, it's about rising up. It's about self, you know, putting yourself out there and making mm-hmm. yourself, your your opinion, your voice known. Yeah. Um, and Christ says there's there's room for that, but the, the thing really should be on the body of Christ mm-hmm. and on what Christ is doing, and that should be your emphasis. Right. Not on, you know, asserting yourself necessarily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a sense in which it seems like he, he is addressing an, an assumption mm-hmm. that because we're, we're brothers and sisters in Christ now, if we, if we work together, if you're uh, my boss, that uh, we're, we're kind of at an, in the workplace, we're equal. We're, we're, right. there's, a, there's an even, uh, evenness uh, now. And honestly, I can just kind of take a break. Right. You know, because you're going to take it easy on me because because I'm a, because yeah. I'm a brother. You yeah. Know? But he actually says here the the rest of verse two is rather they they must serve all the better all the more yeah since those who benefit by their good service are believers. It's an even better reason to work. They have somebody yeah. who yeah knows them and and mm-hmm. shares this common. Mm-hmm. faith with them. That's right. So uh, similarly, uh, you have uh, the, the basic principle in, in Galatians from Paul uh-huh. uh, that we're to do good to everyone and especially those of the household, household of faith. faith. No, yeah. you might in your workplace, you might just have other Christians that are not 
part of your particular local church, but at the same right, like if they're believers and they're going to benefit by your good service, again, you're wanting to honor them in that way. Yeah. 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 I, I think also, I mean, it, we just have to understand that there was this cultural point. Hmm. There was just, you weren't going to undo that system as it stood without some serious right. ramifications that we're just not prepared for. Right. We didn't have a mobile workforce the way we do today. Yeah. If you weren't going to just go down the street and find mm-hmm. another job. You have mm-hmm. enough trouble with that today if you're, you know, trying right after COVID to try to get a job. It just wasn't mm-hmm. going to happen. Um, they just weren't. So if you were, if you were looking for work, this yeah. is how it was going to look. Right. So. Although it does seem, it does seem that Paul um, and Christianity uh, paves the way for that. Absolutely. By Philemon Absolutely. And, and some other some other places yeah. as well. Okay, so he co- he comes on a little bit further. Uh, the last little bit of verse two, it says, "Teach and urge these things." Mm-hmm. Uh, these things being, I think, the the specific household instructions that yeah. we've been covering for the last yeah, however yeah. long, <laughs> many many episodes. Right, and uh, now verse three: if, if anyone teaches a different doctrine mm-hmm. and does not agree with the sound or healthy words of our Lord Jesus Christ. The and the teaching that accords godliness. with godliness, right? He is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. We'll just pause there because he goes on for quite a ways, quite a bit, yeah. uh, describing such people. Yeah. Connection again between then life and faith, life and what you believe, behavior and doctrine. I mean, he started out First Timothy with basically do everything you can to let the message continue forward without being opposed for just random reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, here he's being more specific. I mean, in that yeah. you don't want it opposed because you're asserting just, I should get what I want. A very mm-hmm. un-Christ-like attitude mm-hmm. for the fir- in the first place. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> we're to be known for certain things and not known for those yeah. other things and yeah when we are putting ourselves forward and saying i have to have my way yeah. we're going to rise up and you know we're going to i don't know we're going to take over the country i mean I, I don't know what what kind of level you get to with this mm. kind of uprising kind of mentality mm. uh, but we see it a lot in our world and i'm not sure that christ intends christians to be behaving like that paul mm. certainly doesn't seem to think that that expresses the gospel the best yeah yeah, well, it's probably a good time to go back to 1 Timothy 3, uh, 14 uh, through 16. Mm-hmm. And uh, just read this here. I hope to come to you soon, but I am writing these things to you so that if I delay, you may know how one ought to behave in the household of God, which is the church of the living God, a pillar and buttress of truth. Great indeed, we confess, mm-hmm. is the mystery of godliness. Yeah. He, God, the Son, the Son, was manifested in the flesh. He became a man. Mm-hmm. Was vindicated by the Spirit, seen by angels, proclaimed among the nations, believed on in the world, taken up in glory. And then he moves into chapter 4 and he talks about the Spirit. Right. So when we talk about Christ ascending, taken up in glory, so he's ascending, he, he then sends the Holy Spirit, and we have the church. 
Right. We have individual Christians who are now indwelled by the Spirit of God's Son yep. so that we would become like God's like Jesus. Son in all the realms of our life. Yep. So a lot, of, a lot of times I think we, we kind of have to be trained out of this nominal cultural Christian thinking, mm-hmm. which is my Christianity is just for me. Right. My Christianity is just for Sunday. Yeah, it's my way from like of eleven to twelve. Life. That's right. That's right. But outside of that, I pretty much rule the roost of my life. Mm. There, there's not a standard of godliness. There is not a gospel understanding or a gospel doctrine that is meant by the Spirit to make me like Jesus over everything and in everything. All my relationships, whether it's in church or in my home or at work or mm-hmm. whatever it is. Yeah. So what exactly are the false teachers here? What, what is, what are they snipping? What, what are they taking their scissors out and kind of disconnecting mm. here? Yeah. I'm, that's, that's an interesting question. I mean, before we saw that they were promoting, sort what's their of a, different doctrine? Yeah. You know, it's a good question. Um, I mean, if we tie it back to what they've already said, they're basically encouraging worship yeah. practices. There's there's a there's a Jewishness to them that is taking them away from Christ. Yeah. There's not quite a full on Gnosticism, but there's certainly this separation of what's physical and what's spiritual and Mm. we can do we can get these you know we can do the calendar and we'll be more holy and and this i think it certainly is filling that where basically we are a special class of people yeah and we can kind of throw off all these fetters and everything else because we're special we don't have to abide by the church's rules we don't have to world define walk by the world's rules we can be our own thing yeah it almost seems like I think it's I think it's in 2 Timothy where it talks about having the appearance of godliness mm-hmm. but lacking its power. Right. It's like a shell, an exoskeleton. Yeah. It looks like religion. Yeah. It looks like right. It has it has the right trappings, the veneer of it. Yeah, like it it, it engages the mind. Mm-hmm. And it even fronts with godliness but godliness is not the goal right it's a it's a it's a front of it's godliness, godliness to is a make, tool for our for own something else pleasure. for our own gain yeah right or like worldliness that's certainly it's where he's godliness going. for worldliness yeah. right and and so there the, the the snipping seems to be the truth of the gospel essentially the way that paul seems to be reconstructing it is is it's a good it's good for you to think on it's good for you to have in your mind but it but, but we don't want it to drop to life. your heart yeah. right right in, in any in any way that would I don't know make you want to bear a cross mm-hmm. for your master right you know and and it, it kind of cuts off between the 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 source of godliness and the actual substance of godliness it from the true humility life yeah yeah. And so, so he says here that this this group of teachers they are they are puffed up with conceit, pride, 
They understand nothing. Yeah. So if you're not, if they you're don't not, understand the ramifications of what they're teaching yeah, and what right. they're. I mean, it's just they don't. Yeah. It seems to make sense, but it's short sighted and it ends poorly. Badly. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just we, we seem to be coming to this quite a bit uh, recently, but but uh, Romans eight with Paul and him saying, you know, famously. Uh, verse 28, all things work together for the good, good for those who love, love God, God and are called, are called according, according to his purpose. purpose. But verse 29 then tells you what the good is right. that he's doing right. in your life. And that good is your conformity to his son. To his son. Mm-hmm. It's that you're becoming like Jesus. Yeah. So everything's about you becoming like Jesus. You've been saved to become like Jesus. Yeah. That is the glory of the Christian. Right. That's why you are a Christian, which in light of Timothy is also totally based on unity with the Spirit, which was mm-hmm. that's the previous verses leading up to that mm-hmm. is we don't know what to praise them. You know, the, the Spirit actually prays for us. We have connection right. with Christ because of it, and yeah. so we're all. In, it's all in the same right. <laughs> general yeah. vein. Yeah. Again, it's an exoskeleton of Christianity or something uh, where where you don't have the internals, the guts of. You know, the new birth, right. uh, the Holy Spirit, the indwelling of the Spirit, the, the activity of the interceding Christ uh-huh. through the Spirit in your life who is animating the very center of your being. You have, a good, you set like of, you, you have a good set of uh, teachings that kind of promote mm-hmm. where you want to go, but yeah, yeah they don't yeah. have the power under them. Yeah. So, so Paul's saying the truth of the gospel is purposed to make you mm-hmm. like Jesus. Yeah. Entirely. And, and so he's saying if anyone teaches something different than that, yeah. and does not agree with the healthy words right. of Christ and the teaching that accords with godliness, the teaching that accords with godliness, mm-hmm. he is puffed up with conceit and understands nothing. He doesn't have a right. He, he doesn't don't listen. He, he's ignorant. He has an unhealthy craving. Here's here's what he's about. Mm-hmm. An unhealthy craving for controversy. He likes to argue. Likes to argue and debate. And maybe you, yeah, right, right. I know. I know. And maybe you know these people. Maybe you're sitting across the table from people like this. I don't know. Um, who 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 love to to argue and debate, and they like to talk theology, but then their their lives seem to be lacking the the love right. of Christ mm-hmm. you know the substance uh, of of true religion as James talks about he has an unhealthy craving for controversy and for quarrels about words mm-hmm. which produce yeah. not say the fruit of the spirit yeah not <laughs> godliness right but instead dissension Envy, dissension yeah. slander evil suspicions. And constant friction among people who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth. Yeah. Imagining that godliness is a means of gain. Hmm. Yeah. So those are those are tough words. It's so it sounds yeah. so much like our world today yeah. in which Yeah. yeah. What we've done, we've replaced morality with this sense of oppression. So we've tried to mm. tether it to justice and morality still, but it's more, it's now not about godliness, 
not about it's it's about well i put down in some way and therefore i get a voice or i get whatever and everybody else doesn't Hmm. it is about gaining for myself by Yeah. Dissension by creating this conflict that this yeah. divides this. Yep. Yeah. You you have you get power hungry people yeah. who essentially hate each other and yeah. despise each other and are jealous of one another. Unified in the yeah. common yeah. <laughs> seeking of that power. Yeah. And and we've actually in our residency, I think we've talked recently about this, about uh, you know, just um creating uh, controversies or um, imagining conversations, uh, evil suspicions, yeah. they're not actually taking place. Right. It's, it's, <laughs> but, the, it's the but, warned always right. thing about, you know, Pauline letters, right. mirror reading yeah. and things like That's that. That's right. Taking yeah. it too far. Yes, I know. And, uh, and I think that temptation, the temptation to do that is... Um, it is nearby. It is, it is prevalent... Uh, and it is, it's one that particularly, I mean, I think this is, uh, I mean, it's in all the, all the things that we could be, but maybe even particularly in ministry, like it's just, uh, um, a lot of the world has entered into the church, the world into ministry and how we think about ministry and how we think about the pastorate and we think about authority, how we think about power, how we think about all this stuff. Yeah. And it's all competition. It's all rivalry. Yeah. And uh, we can't be happy. We can't be happy if awakening breaks out at the church down the street. Right. That bears a different name than our own. Right. You know, or a different denomination than our own. Um, we can't be happy about that, which right. is crazy, right. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and sad. Uh, but but I think you, yeah, we, we want to read these things and we want to hear them and we want to be like, oh, that's really gross. But at the same time, realize, like, these are these are things that could very easily topple even the best of mm-hmm. uh, believers, yeah, and to to pray that the Lord would give us strength to uh, to continue to do. I think verse five, he he sort of implicitly um, gives a the solution, <laughs> the solution, or at least a a primary remedy to this kind of depravity. Mm-hmm. Uh, something that would strengthen us to cast off this kind of temptation, and it is simply give them the truth. Right. Give them the truth over and over again. He says there, um, the constant friction among people who are. So, what are the conditions? Yeah. The conditions of a people who can be carried away with this kind of stuff. Yeah. It is they're depraved, they're depraved in mind, in mind mm-hmm. and they're deprived. There's right. a deprivation yeah. of the truth. Now, again. I think you and I probably hear that, and it makes us really sorrowful mm-hmm. for churches around us or anywhere, and hopefully uh, just you know antennas up for ourselves that we are not depriving the body mm-hmm. of the whole counsel of God yeah. in any way. And are not ourselves sitting there speaking as if we've been in the word when we haven't yeah and we're just speaking out of our own Mm -hmm. (laughs) minds and whatever without god having informed them yeah and passing that off as christian teaching yes and and i we have to go here because because it just is here i think that one an implication at least ecclesiologically there's our word from yesterday that is our word from yesterday yeah um this is why ecclesiology matters oh yeah it's, it's so that 
you don't have a group of people that go by the name of church who are depraved right in mind because they're unregenerate right at heart because that kind of people loves the depravity of the truth they love to be deprived of the truth give them anything but the truth or give them a whole lot of something with a little bit of Right. A little bit of truth sprinkled in. Because it puts them on But the concentration stuff. isn't yeah. as high. And then you get churches who idolize people and pastors who come in and say things like, yeah, Jesus is great. Um, God is good. Make sure you get it in your mind. But you don't need to let it change your life. Right. You're good as you are. The gospel is okay. Right. <laughs> Christ is only a little glorious. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to be like him. Right. Now, they don't talk like that. They don't. But, but the way that it, things can come out um, might actually be somewhere along the, the lines of those yeah. It those may things. look often a lot more like yeah. we just neglect to focus on God and we focus mm-hmm. way more on you yeah. need to be a better parent. Yeah. You need to be totally. a better husband. Yes. You need to be a better prayer. You need to yes. be a better servant. You need to be a better and it's it's always better, better, better. You need to be better and Yes. Yeah, the church will all of us are you doing are, that. You are a good person. Right. And and you know, God loves you and that's it. Take solace in that mm-hmm. and go live your best life. Yeah. You know, these kinds of things. And the people go who are depraved in mind and deprived of the truth say, Amen. Yeah. Man, that is it's the power. It's the best thing I've heard. <laughs> yeah, that's powerful. Right? It's so <clears throat> positive the power of positivity. Um, but Paul saying that's bad. Right. That's evil. Yeah. It's it's darkness. It's depraved. Yeah. Right. And uh, so we want to be careful. We want to be careful as Christians. We certainly want to be careful as a church and as pastors of a church uh, that we are emphasizing healthy doctrine. Mm-hmm. The, the teaching of Christ, the teaching that accords with godliness, and that we're pressing that teaching into every aspect of our lives and our relationships with one another. Yeah. Okay. Anything else you want to add here from 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 1 through 5? I think that's great. Okay, so we'll pick up next time at verse 6. Thanks, brother. Yep. <laughs>